Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hello everybody, my name is Kenneth. The title of our message today is Just Show Up. The book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of the Lord is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, for all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Another translation says to the eyes of him to whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly, that's the scripture right there, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Let's just share a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word. Give it light, give it light and understanding to the simple. Thank you for your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. Thank you for illumination attends our path today. Thank you for the revelation of your word for we'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's exciting to know that the word of the Lord is just living, it's powerful, it's active, it's always moving, it's always piercing, it's always discerning. It's wonderful to know that the word of the Lord is a discerner of our thoughts. It divides the thoughts and intents of our heart. And that scripture that I just read is interesting because the next verse, verse 13, that I also read says that no creature is hidden from his sight. So that means that no creature is hidden from the word of the Lord. No creature is hidden from the sight of the word of the Lord. Of course, you and I know that the word of the Lord is a person. His name is Jesus. The book of John chapter 1 verse 1. We know that scripture for in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So we know that the word was God and that God is Jesus, okay? For we beheld his glory as that of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The preceding phrases and that word, we saw the word take on flesh and dwell amongst us. So that just sets the scriptural foundation that the word we're referring to is Christ. The word is Christ. The word is Jesus who came in the flesh. And a translation said he moved into our neighborhood. So, so God moved moved into our neighborhood and we thank him for doing that. Now that word is that which no creature is hidden before. All things are open to him. All things are naked before him. All things are transparent before him. 
And he is the one with whom we must give account. But you see, that scripture ends, the, that is the end of verse of chapter 4. And I have a slight issue with it because really it flows into chapter 5. Now, I believe in my heart and my spirit that the original rendition of that scripture did not stop at that verse. I believe that verse, chapter 5, verse 1, is one and the same flow. So, chapter 5, verse 1 continues in the same thought. He says, seeing then that we have a great high priest. That means the writer of the book of Hebrews is picking up from where he left off in Hebrews chapter 4. The last verse of Hebrews chapter 4 says that no creature is hidden before his sight. All things are naked and laid bare before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. And the next chapter, which is the very next door, starts with verse 1. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. So he's trying to tell us that that same word that we are open and naked before is also the high priest that we have now. You see the connection. So that's the link between it. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. What is our profession? That he is our Lord. He is our King. Verse 15, for we do not have a high priest that cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. The difference is that God, Jesus went through all that we went through, but this is the difference. He was in all points tempted as we were yet without sin. So Jesus, Jesus experienced all that you experienced. He experienced the loneliness. He experienced the burden. He experienced the disappointment. He was... His disciples deserted him. So he definitely experienced disappointment. He experienced situations where, where there were, it was seemed to see there was no way, but he was the way. So he always made a way. So the difference here is he was tempted. He was tried, but yet he was found to be without sin. So he became our high priest. What are the qualifications for becoming a high priest? What are the qualifications that makes Jesus who he is? Why I'm laying this foundation is to tell us, is for us to now understand why we can just show up at the throne room and expect things to change. Why we encourage to come boldly. This is the foundation with which we are supposed to now understand why the Bible says we should come boldly before the throne. We are supposed to come boldly because we have a high priest. What are the qualifications? What qualified Jesus to be a high priest? The writer of the book of Hebrews continues in this thought. For every high priest that is taken from from men is appointed is appointed for men in things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. So I'm reading Hebrews chapter 5 verse 1. For every high priest taken from amongst men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God that he may both offer gifts and sacrifices for sin. So we do we can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray since he himself was also subject to weakness because of this he is required as for the people so for himself to offer sacrifices for sin and no man takes this honor upon himself, but he who is called of God, just as Aaron was. So he's saying that Aaron was the high priest. He was called of God. And this is the, this is the, this is the requirement for becoming a high priest. So verse five says, so Christ Jesus did not glorify himself to become a high priest, but it was he who said to him, you are my son. And today I have begotten you. And he also says in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So 
we have a high priest that has been established according to the order of Melchizedek. Not according to the order of the priest according to Aaron. But no, this is the Melchizedek order of priesthood. Why is that important? Why is that relevant? The major difference between, one of the major differences between the Aaronic priesthood and what you have in Melchizedek is that Aaronic priesthood, the, the high priest has to die. The high priest, because of human nature, human frailty, will always pass away. But in, in the order of Melchizedek, we have a high priest that never dies. Jesus never dies. He died once, he rose from the grave, and he will never die again. So we have a high priest that will always represent us before the throne room. And why is it important? Look at verse 16 of chapter 4. It says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So why can we, why should we come before the throne? Number one, he sees us before we even get there. Remember what I read in verse 12, that the word of God is quick and powerful. And I said in verse 13, according to scripture, that no creature is hidden before him. That means before you and I even show up, he has seen us. All things are naked and laid bare before him. So you can't hide every anything before him he already sees you for who you are so you might as well just show up because he sees you and he loved you all the same he sees you he sees me and he still loved us now the, next, the second reason i think would be he's there before you before you and i get to the throne he's already there the bible says that we have that right now jesus is sitting at the right hand of the throne of the father interceding for you and for me he is interceding for you and for me. That's found in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 27. Now he who searches the heart knows the mind of the spirit. I'm sorry, please. That is found in the scripture in, in book of Romans chapter 8 verse 34, not 27. Verse 34, who is he that condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also reason who is now at the right hand of God who makes intercession for us. So we have a high priest that is before God on the right hand of the Father interceding for you and for me. He is our go-between. He is laying the foundation. He is appealing to the Father on my behalf, on your behalf. That's why we can show up because he's interceding for us and he goes before us. Now his grace and mercy will meet you before the throne. What is the basis for that? Look at the book of Psalms chapter 89 verse 14. It says, Psalms 89:14 Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne mercy and truth shall go before your face so if you can imagine in your mind the picture of the throne of God the throne where the father sits we call it the throne of grace we're encouraged to come before that throne now the bible says that as you get to that throne there are two things that will meet you grace and mercy Two things that will meet you, grace and mercy. Now, in the New Testament, we now have a fuller understanding of what the writer of the book of Psalms was trying to project. He says that as you come to that throne, grace and mercy will meet you. But we know that grace and mercy is a person. How do we know that? Because of the book of John chapter 1 verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory. The glory as that of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace 
grace and truth you see that grace and truth was encapsulated in a person that person is jesus so the high priest that is at the throne room that is at the throne of grace interceding for you and me is also the bearer of grace and truth so picture it like this it's as if jesus is at the throne room saying come on over i'll introduce you to my father and he takes you by the hand and says father this is my son this is my daughter and i want him to meet you and he's introducing you to the father he is interceding for you and me you see it's a joy to know that god jesus the son is already there before the father on your behalf now assuming that is not enough in case that is not enough let me raise you one more scripture the book of romans chapter 26 and 27 the book of romans chapter 8 verses 26 and 27 i'm so excited about this likewise the spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered you see not only do we have the father the son praying for us before the father we have the spirit interceding for us with groanings that cannot be uttered my brothers and my sisters we have two members of the godhead actively praying for us at any given moment saints we cannot fail we have two members of the godhead interceding for us so my encouragement to you today as i wrap up is just show up just show up just show up at the throne room he wants to hear your voice he wants to meet with you he wants to answer your prayers and maybe you're listening to us today and you don't yet know him as your lord and savior it's so easy it's so simple to know him it's a free gift but it cost him his life but he gave it willingly if you would receive jesus in your heart confess your sins and receive him as your lord and savior you shall be saved it's so simple can i pray with you lord jesus just say after me lord jesus I confess I'm a sinner. Wash away my sins. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. I receive you as my King. I receive you as my Lord. In Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer, you're a child of God. Welcome to the body of faith. Now we want to encourage you, write to us. We have some materials we'd love to send to you. If you're, if you're near a Bible-believing church, become a member of that church, that ministry, growing faith and in the power of God until we meet you again. Just show up. Just show up at the throne room. Come boldly. Your Father is waiting for you. God bless you. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.